Amen. Amen. Well, last evening, we got to spend time with our guest speakers here, Mark and Victoria Bowling. We, do you know that we like you? I mean, I'm, I'm honest to goodness. I like them. We like them. Now I, now I feel obligated to say that about every guest speaker that comes, so just don't worry about that. If I don't say it, it doesn't mean I don't like people in the future, but we really, really had a good time. I actually had to throw them out of my house. Late in the evening, I'm like, is somebody preaching tomorrow? Don't you, like, want to sleep or get some rest? Like, get out of my house already. No, I'm just messing around. But we had a great time. All of our kids were there. We had a great dinner, and we got to know these guys. And the amazing ministry that God has placed on them and anointed them from Mexico to New York to India to Pakistan to all the places they have gone, missionaries they have gone, the television program that they have that's reaching over a half a million people every week across the Muslim countries. Oh my goodness. I mean, this is amazing stuff. I don't want to steal your thunder. I'm sure you're going to tell us some stuff that's happening, but we're so excited to have you guys here. And I want to make sure we pray for you at the end because I know you're going on a big crusade in June as a follow-up to all those, you know, to the TV program. And we're going to believe and expecting for many, 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 many souls to be one for Jesus Christ. So without further ado, Mark and Victoria Bowling, give them a hand. Hallelujah. Are you happy today? I'm so happy to be here and in the presence of the Lord. Um, I believe your pastors, Jason and Liz, have, been, have shown a video about our ministry to kind of familiarize you with, you know, what we're all about. And just in case you are not aware, this church partners faithfully monthly with our ministry, Global Impact Ministries. So if this is your home church and you bring your tithes here and you sow your offerings here, you are a part of what we're doing around the world. There's a lot going on. Um, I'm sure Mark's probably going to share a few testimonies um, about what's going on. Um, But I just want to share something little. I during worship, and this happens to me from time to time, I'm taken back to a moment in my life when I was about three and a half years old. And, you know, I wasn't born into a Christian home. I was born to hippie parents. My earliest memories are with bean bags, beads, and strobe lights. And, um, I vividly remember. Is that why we still have them in the house? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's a joke. I vividly remember around the age of three and a half, laying on my stomach in the living room. I can see the carpet, like, like yarn, shaggy carpet. And I can see the plaid couch next to me. (laughs) And, you know, I didn't, in my early years, there was no mention of God in my home. We didn't even say grace. You know, we didn't pray over the food. We didn't have any Bible books. 
nothing on the wall about Jesus. That wasn't a part of my life, but I vividly remember laying on my stomach, and in that moment, something, someone was calling out to me. I couldn't articulate it. I mean, I couldn't articulate much at three and a half. I couldn't form it in my mind like what this is, but I vividly remember something, someone calling out to me, and I vividly remember saying yes, yes to whatever he was. That was, I don't know, but he was there. And really, you know, God will give us glimpses of our future and the vision that he has for us and the plan that he has for us. And so often we're like over here and we see it over there and we just want to jump right over there and boom, here we are, explosive. But on the way from here to there, there's every moment, every day of saying yes, yes. Yes, I have learned to say yes before I even know what the question is. And that right there is a key to God showing you what to do, showing you where to go. If you already said yes, It's easy for him to lead you. So I just want to encourage you to say yes every moment, every day, every little thing, every big thing, every in-between thing. Just say yes to him. Amen. You know, with God, he's always wanting us to move forward and upward. There is no drawing back. There is no going down. There is no going backward. It's upward and forward, always with Jesus. And today, I believe that you're going to hear things, and the light, revelation light, is going to come into your heart and propel you forward, propel you upward into the things that God has for you. So if you want to know anything about our ministry, you can visit our website, because I'm not going to share about that. God is good. He's doing awesome things. This is the greatest time in all of history. The end time harvest is coming in, and every single one of us have a part to play. I love what uh, this young girl came up and shared about if you're young, if you're older. There are assignments for each and every one of us, no matter how young, if you're in the middle, if you're feeling older, he has divine assignments for each of us. And my prayer for you today is that you will hear something, you will catch something, and it will propel you in to the very plan of God for your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is good, isn't he? Hallelujah. Is there a shout in the house? Amen. Hallelujah. 
You know, Brother Smith Wigglesworth used to say, I always follow the shout. When a, a fellowship of churches, a denomination or whatever, when they lose the shout, then you can write Ichabod on that church and go on down the road and find another church that's shouting. Amen. Because when the Spirit of God is in a place, there's a shout. Hallelujah. Not every time. Don't understand me. There's a time to be still and quiet before the Lord. But people of faith shout. Amen. And they shout before the walls fall down. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So it, it's an honor to be with you. Yes, we had a great time. You guys have wonderful pastors. Amen. Um, I mean, we're experiencing the best of both worlds. We're, we're staying in the DeMont's home. And I mean, the place is just amazing. And then we come to your pastors, the Ackermans, and amazing food, and these children, and the dad's not so bad himself, you know? <laughs> Amen. God's good. I do want to mention, because it's a miracle that I remembered, if you want to receive our newsletter back there, you can sign up on that table there. You can sign up to receive our newsletter. They're good newsletters. We send them out once a quarter, but then if you sign up to receive our email updates, they just come sometimes once a week, sometimes twice a week, sometimes once a month. just depends if I have time to get to it or not. But anyway, but uh, God is good. Amen. I did just return from Pakistan. Uh, my wife and I do return when did we leave? June 24th. I just returned. Uh, we were supposed to do a very large uh, meeting. Um, our, our contacts on the ground, they have a very good network, and they usually have the cooperation of the local authorities. But the, the government decided to have a federal army enforced lockdown, which it was quite interesting while we were there. Because uh, you think there's inconsistencies here? Go to Asia, and you'll see some incredible inconsistencies. But, but anyway, we, did, we, uh, we, we went, and uh, the team on the ground was crying because they had worked so hard. They've been working hard for months for this, this event. They were expecting up to 160,000 at least to attend. That's what they said. Um, but instead... We found very remote areas where the, the locals would cooperate and they bust them in. And we still had, praise God, by the end of the trip, 14,055 decisions for Jesus Christ. Amen. 14,055. That's pretty good in a lockdown. Amen. It was awesome, actually. I mean, it was in one place, there was a big compound and a church hosted us. I mean, we had multiple meetings, uh, and but there was over a thousand people there. I think two hundred and sixty something people got born again. Two hundred and eighty something people were healed. We know that because they interview the people as they're going home in the buses and stuff. Um, at this other meeting, we had over thirteen thousand people show up, and. Over um, 11,000 people were saved in that meeting. And over, or no, 4,839 people were healed by the power of God. 
How do you know that? Because on the buses, they interview the people, you know, long bus ride home. They put workers on those, you know, and then uh, another meeting, they had, you know, almost 3,000 people there, over 900 salvations, and no, excuse me, over, um, no, over 1,700 salvations and over 900 healings. We had over 6,000 healings on this trip. You know, so when I see those numbers, I think, stop congregating to slow the spread. No, congregate, preach the word, and stop the spread. Amen. Praise God. Of course, we had a lot more healed, I mean, a lot more healings than just that little COVID thing. Amen. You know. You know what I'm saying? Like a demon coming out of somebody. Or like some lady who had night vision. Blindness. Night, night, night blindness? Is that what it's called? From a child, she couldn't see her hand in front of her face at nighttime. Healed by the power of God. Other people, they just scooting. Now they're healed, walking. Amen? Are you listening? But uh, we had uh, one individual, this is really blesses me, actually. I don't know. I, I'm not a good judge of age anymore, but I'm guessing maybe about 22, 23. He came on the platform. This was on another healing. It was actually a, a specific healing night in the church of the people who hosted us. And uh, uh, he, he repented of heroin. Repented. That's a decision. But then during the mass prayer for the sick, suddenly his eyes were open to the realm of the Spirit and he saw this hand coming down out of the sky and it touched him. And when it touched him, he knew he was freed completely from heroin. Just preaching on the platform, tears streaming down his face. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. And there were other things that happened, but I just can't remember them all. But God is a good God. Amen. Uh, He did mention, Pastor... Jason mentioned that we are on television uh, weekly. We're on actually two stations. You know, back in, what, we're in, what, what year is it? Two, it's 2021? Yeah. At the end of 2019, the beginning of 2020, it, it becomes a blur after a while. Um, the Lord spoke to us just by an inward witness and impression in our heart and then through a couple other individuals in time of prayer. They didn't know what was already in our heart. They said, this year, 2020, will be a year of supernatural acceleration for you. Well, then everything started happening. Well, you have a choice to believe the word of the Lord or be moved by what your five physical senses see, taste, feel, touch, and smell. Amen. You know, supernatural means not limited to the natural circumstance. Sometimes we hear supernatural and we think spectacular. It can be spectacular. But supernatural just means it's not governed by the natural. And do you realize in 2020, we still saw 75,000 people come to Christ? We went from having a weekly outreach downtown Tulsa to three. Now we've backed it up back to two. Every week. Laying hands on the sick, hugging people, no masks. I'm not against 
I'm not, well, I'm not, I'm not, it's okay if you wear a mask. I, I mean, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable if you have a mask on, even though sometimes, you know, despite what you've heard, it's really not healthy for you. Amen. But not only that, we were on a, a TV program or a, a, a TV station, excuse me, satellite network that went around the world starting in June of 2019, or actually more like May of 2019, paying a monthly fee. It costs a lot of money, you understand. But except by comparison, it's actually not a lot of money. But in 2020, a second station picked us up for free. Prime time. Prime time. Sometimes they have 150,000 people call into the station after our program's over. Supernatural acceleration. Hallelujah. Every single week, ranging from 70 to over 500 people call into that one station saying they got saved. Every week. Amen. Just received a report. Uh, I, I, I asked them, just give us one testimony because it, it would take too long. And they're, they're very busy people. And I don't want to burden them because they're also dealing with other ministries. So just tell me how many people were healed, how many were saved, what nations called, and give me one testimony. Since they've brought us on, we've had, over, we've had 41 different nations call. We're talking about Saudi Arabia. United Arab Emirates, Afghanistan, Iran, Iraq, Mongolia, Bhutan, Mexico, even the communist state of California. (laughs) Amen. Calls into the station saying, you know, they got saved or healed or they have a prayer request. Um, So in the last few weeks, they had one, one girl. She had a tumor in her nose. You know, the doctor said she needed surgery. She watches the program regularly. That thing disappeared. She went back to the doctor and said, there's no need for surgery. Amen. <clears throat> Another person, they had uh, injured their feet. Now, I don't know to what degree. They don't give me every detail because, like I said, they're busy. And they're dealing with a lot of phone calls. But someone was injured in their feet because of an accident. They couldn't move their feet. I don't know to what degree that means. But they were healed by the power of God watching the program. Another person had a, uh, a tumor in their stomach. And the doctor said, you're going to have to have a surgery. They, they felt like they were healed. They went back to the doctor. The, the tumor's disappeared. It's gone. Just while watching the program. So incredible things are happening. But not only that, pastors are calling and thanking the station for the teaching. Because we're teaching. We're teaching. We want, you know, people need teaching, so we teach. There. Tonight or today, I might preach. We'll see. That's the plan. But it's, you know, it's up to the Holy Ghost, right? Amen. So are you all excited? All right. Well, we're going to have to go quick here. Hallelujah. Let's all stand to our feet. Please do keep us in prayer because we are, when are we leaving again? June 24th. July 3rd, July 3rd, we will be doing our big meeting. It's going to be awesome. Be believing God for us for favor. Amen. We need the favor of the Lord. 
the finances. The budget for the whole trip is about $66,000. But that's easy for Jesus. Amen. And, uh, and it, it, every soul is worth I mean, think about it. If your child was deaf mute, born deaf mute, how much money would you pay? How much money would you pay if you knew that child could get fixed? Huh? How much? Any, anything, right? Praise God. How much would you pay for your right eye that has cataracts to get fixed? Hmm? Or if you were paralyzed in your left hand, your left arm, how much would you pay? Well, we don't charge them a dime. We bring the gospel to them. And it was paid for by the blood of Jesus. Amen. But it costs money to do it all, right? We bust them all in. We bust all the people in from far and wide. And uh, it's awesome what God's doing. Amen. So, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. Let's lift our hands. Father, we thank you for these beautiful people. And we pray right now that you give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, the eyes of their hearts to be flooded with light. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Lord, as we draw near to you, we thank you. You are now drawing near to us. Lord, have your way. I thank you. You speak to hearts. You change lives. And even as we're preaching, I thank you, people will be healed in their bodies. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the glory in advance. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. It seemed good to me to go this direction. James chapter 5, verse 15 says, And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up and if he has committed sins they will be forgiven him. Hallelujah. The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up and if, everyone say if, so it's not assumed. Amen. If they've committed sins the Lord will forgive him. Thank God for His mercy. Amen. Thank God for His grace. Thank God for His kindness. Do you realize that if you're, if you're sick in your body right now because of a sin that you lived in, did you know you don't have to put up with that sickness anymore? You know, assuming that you have now repented of that sin. Amen. You know, we had a lady... Um, few years ago now, time flies, but a while back, Victoria and I, we were ministering in Grove City, Ohio. Not Grove City, Pennsylvania, bro. <laughs> Grove City, Ohio. Actually, the suburb of Columbus, the holy city. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. Anyway, and uh, we were, some of you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? But anyway, um, <clears throat> You can ask Pastor later. But anyway, um, we were preaching in Columbus, Ohio, Grove City. And there was a precious lady there who had been healed of other things. But she was suffering with COPD and had only about 15% use of her lungs. It's not the exact number. I don't remember. It's just around 15%. 
Might have been 14, might have been 16, 17, but it was around, you know, 15%. And she was weak, in pain, just to get up to walk to, you know, uh, you know, where pastor's sitting, just to walk maybe uh, two-thirds of the way back the chairs, because that's where it was a small church, where the bathroom was. She told me it was, it was difficult, painful for her. But there she was. And uh, after the service was over, we're talking to her. And she said, you know, I've struggled. I've been healed of other things. But I've struggled to receive healing for this because, you know, I did smoke for 44 years. And we instantly knew she was carrying the... Now, she had repented of smoking. She, she was carrying, though, a guilt. And she felt, and she said this afterwards, she felt she deserved the COPD. And that, you know, she was just kind of living it out because she brought it on herself. So she didn't deserve to be healed. Well, Victoria opened up her Bible because we're, we're well-versed in this because it's our message constantly. Isaiah 53, verse 4, 5, and 6, where it says, The Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. That word iniquity is the Hebrew word avon, and it means our sin, the negative consequences of our sin, and the punishment for our sin. And all of that past, present, future was laid on Jesus. In one moment of time, Jesus bore it all, and he put it away when he died and was buried and rose again on your behalf without it as your representative. Amen. We shared that with her, said, you don't have to put up with this anymore. You've repented. The Lord, he bore it on himself. You're healed. She said, okay. We laid hands on her in the name of Jesus Christ. Believed we received. And then uh, said our goodbyes. And while she was driving home that night, she inhaled. And all of a sudden, she heard it on the inside. Pop, 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 pop. Healed by the power of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If he has committed sins, the Lord will forgive him. Now look at reverse. Look, And the Lord shall raise him up. The verse in reverse. Amen. The prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. That implies... You know, you don't, you don't call the elders of the church, because if you look at the preceding verse, it says call for the elders of the church. Well, you don't call for the elders of the church to anoint you with oil if you're, you know, you have a cold. No, this verse implies you're down for the count. The Lord shall raise him up. Amen. Now, you should learn to use your own faith. Amen. But if, you, if you're failing to receive, then that's when you call the leadership of the church. Amen. Are you here? But notice again, the Lord shall raise him up. It does not matter your predicament. It does not matter how bad it is. It doesn't matter how long you've suffered with it. Do you remember the the man at the pool of Bethesda? Had some kind of lameness for 38 years because, it seems, of a sin. Because after the Lord found him again... He said, sin no more, lest a worse thing come on you. 
Amen? It doesn't matter how long you've been sick. It doesn't matter what the doctor has said. It doesn't matter what your neighbor has said. It doesn't matter if 15 people on your street died of the same thing. It doesn't matter if your dad died of it, and your grandpa died of it, and your grandmother died of it, and this person died. It really doesn't matter. The prayer of faith shall, not might, not maybe, not we hope so, shall save, heal, deliver the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he's committed any sins, they'll be forgiven him. Amen. The prayer of faith. Now, you got to understand now, what, what is faith to understand this verse? The word faith there, if you look it up in the Greek, it literally means firm persuasion, a conviction. That means there's no room for an if in it. So the prayer of faith is not, if it be thy will, heal me. You know why? That has an if in it. An if is a question. Did you know that? Hallelujah. You know, James chapter 1 says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a, a, a wave of the sea tossed to and fro by the, you know, or something, tossed to and fro by the wind. But let not that man suppose he shall receive anything from the Lord. See, if you have an if in your prayer, now listen carefully, this is very important. If there's a, an if in your prayer, a doubt in your prayer, I am not to allow you to suppose you'll receive anything from the Lord. That's what it says in James 1. <clears throat> Years ago, when we had just moved over to India, part of a Bible school, we were instructors for five years. You know, I'd be teaching, and you know, sometimes all day, six hours a day. Just teaching the Word, just love to teach, especially redemption classes. Teach on the, the truths of redemption. And these students would come up to me and say, man, Brother Mark, that was so good, but I have a doubt. And I'd immediately interject doubts of the devil. But what's your, what, what's your question? Well, after a little bit of hearing that constantly, I began to realize their, their English was not American English, it was British English. And when they say, I have a doubt, they're not saying I'm doubting God's word, like I'm choosing not to believe God's word. They were saying to me, Mark, I have a question. I have a doubt. That opened up that verse to me in James 1. Let him ask in faith with no doubting or with no questions. If there's a question in your prayer, you're still not in faith. That doesn't mean you're a bad prayer. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. That just means you have a question. And you need to have the question answered. So before you pray, get the question answered. How do you get the question answered? Read the will. Hallelujah. Amen. How many have ever, read a, how many ever um, had a relative die and they left you in their will? Huh? It's their last will and testament. It's it. It's over. It's final. So-and-so gets this. So-and-so gets this. Then the fights begin. Then this happens. You know, you know, right? The last will and testament. My friend, the new covenant, this new testament is the last will and testament of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Amen. It's His will for you. Read the will. Read this word and you know what His will is for you. Amen. Get your questions answered first. That's why sometimes, not all the time, sometimes in our big healing meeting, someone will come up for prayer, ask for prayer. Sometimes I won't even pray for them. I say, no, I'm not praying for you. You keep coming to the meeting and listen to the word. Why? Because sometimes you can pray for someone knowing they're not going to receive anything and you push them farther away from their healing. Because the great man of God prayed and nothing happened. So it must not be God's will. No, it is God's will. Are you here? Hallelujah. So the prayer of faith doesn't have an if in it. Now you might be thinking, well, Jesus said, not, if it be possible, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Uh, Jesus wasn't praying for the sick when he said that. Amen. He was consecrating himself to the plan of the Father. And he was beginning to, the thought of being separated from his Father for the first time in all eternity. Eternity passed. The thought of bearing all of our sin. I mean, just, just Mark's sin alone would be bad enough. But all of our sin, past, present, future. When I say all of our sin, I mean all of all of our sin, including Hitler, Mussolini, Osama bin Laden. I could name some presidents, but I won't. The, gut, the, the people living in the gutter. Those in the crack house. Those in the whore house. Those in the church house. Huh? All oh, the perversion of humanity was laid on him. Why are, you, why are you yelling, Brother Mark? I'm an evangelist. God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save those who believe. You know what? That's why a lot of people aren't getting saved in churches anymore. There's no foolish preaching. There's only teaching. And I'm a teacher. But it's the foolishness of preaching that moves people to salvation. Hallelujah. So, so I, I do preach. So anyway... All of it was laid on Jesus to such a degree. In Isaiah 52, the last couple of verses, it says his form was so disfigured because of what he bore, he didn't even look human. He did not even look human because of the perversion of all of humanity's sin and the diseases, and the sicknesses, and our curse was fully absorbed. All of it put on him. That's why he said, Lord, if there be any other way, if there be any other way, let this cup be removed. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And he consecrated himself 
to the will of the Father God and bore all of our sins, our guilt, our shame, suffered our sicknesses, our diseases, absorbed fully our curse, and now by His stripes we were healed. Hallelujah. Amen. We don't have to put up with sickness anymore. We don't have to be afraid of sickness anymore. How many of you committed a sin 10 years ago? Yeah, come on. How many of you committed a sin 10 years ago? How many of you committed a sin before you came to church today? No, you don't have to raise your hand. But how many of you committed a sin 10 years ago and you've repented of it, you renounced it, and you know it's under the blood? Amen. How many of you have a fear of being judged for that sin that you committed 10 years ago, repented of, you know it's under the blood, it's gone. How many of you have a fear of judgment for that sin? No. You know why? You understand redemption. To that degree, you understand redemption. And I am telling you, to that degree, you ought to be fearless when it comes to sickness and disease. When you know 2 plus 2 is 4, you don't have any doubt about it, right? In the same way, when you know Jesus bore our sicknesses, carried our pains, Amen. The chastisement, the punishment needed to bring us peace, wholeness, wellness, nothing missing, nothing broken, was laid upon him 2,000 years ago. And he died with it, was buried with it, went to hell with it, rose again without it. All is your substitute that it was a legal transaction? That he went into the Holy of Holies with his holy blood and presented it to the Father. And the Bible says, obtained eternal redemption for you and I. When you realize it's not just a theory, not just a philosophy, but a legal transaction has taken place, then you understand the devil has no dominion over you anymore. No virus can can afflict you. Nothing can harm you. Amen. You abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Are you here? You going home? Fearless. Why? Because we're something great? Because we have amazing willpower? No. A legal transaction happened. Blood was shed. Blood was shed. The blood of the Son of God was shed. On your behalf. Hallelujah. Did you say that with me? Blood was shed. The Lamb of God shed his blood on your behalf. You don't have to be afraid anymore. Amen. You don't have to live in fear anymore. You don't have to live under the weight of condemnation anymore. You don't have to be afraid. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Amen. I haven't even gotten to my message yet. Matthew chapter 10. Notice what Jesus, it says. Matthew 10, 1. And he gave them authority. Over all unclean spirits to cast them out. And, it's implied, over 
all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease to heal them. You are authorized. You are commissioned. He has delegated to you an authority that is dominant. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, I mean, some of you understand that. But, but some of you, you even take that and it's all about you and your four no more. No, we're to take this message. Amen. Verse 7 of that same chapter. And as you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely, you have received, what did you receive? Authority. Freely, you have received, freely give. Hallelujah. I'm making some people happy, and I think I'm making some people mad. But that's my job. My job is to move you. Mad, sad, or glad. Amen. And usually it's in that order. First, mad. How dare he say that? Then sad when you realize you were wrong and I was right. And then glad when you repent. (laughs) It does actually happen that way sometimes. Amen. I've had people so angry at me in the past. Years, many years ago. Then the Lord began dealing with them, and they've been partnering with us for like over 20 years now, every month. Amen? Amen. I was a lot younger back then. Like, how dare he? I was, you know, 23 years old. Well, I, haven't, I don't think I've changed too much. But anyway, but except now I have gray hair. It gives me the right to do it, right? No. Anyway. I'm joking. Anyway, so the prayer of faith. You see, this is where we got all got started. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. See, when you understand redemption, then you can pray that prayer of faith. No if in it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sometimes we need to be reminded of the word. Amen. Exodus 15, 26. I am the Lord who heals you. Deuteronomy 23. You shall serve the Lord your God. And he will take sickness away. And it goes on to say, and I will breast your water and your bread. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. And it goes on to say, in the number of your days... I will fulfill. Amen. Deuteronomy 7 verse 15. And the Lord will take away from you all sickness. Then you have Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And don't forget any of His benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. 
Then you have Psalm 91. How about that one, huh? He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in Him I'll trust. It goes on to say, because you've made the Lord your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you. No plague will come near your dwelling. It goes on to say, with long life, I will satisfy Him and show Him my salvation. My deliverance. Amen. Then you have Psalm 105, verse 37. When he brought them out of Egypt, he brought them forth with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among his tribes. Then you have Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent his word, and it healed them. Then you have Proverbs 4, verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they, my words, are life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. Healthy flesh, hallelujah, life permeating our beings, the life of God in us. What's on me gets on you, not what's on you gets on me. You see what I'm saying? Life is in me. My body's the temple of the Holy Spirit who's in me, whom I have from God. And I am not my own. Therefore, I glorify God in my body and in my spirit, which belong to Him. Then you have Matthew 8, 17. He Himself took our infirmities, bore our sicknesses. How many times He healed them all. He healed them all. He healed them all. How about uh, Acts 10, 38? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. 1 Peter 2.24 He himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Brother Mark, I know all those verses. I know. But you need to be reminded sometimes. It's got to be alive in you. Flowing out of your mouth. Amen? The prayer of faith shall save the sick. So what is the prayer of faith? No one said it better than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Now listen carefully. Mark 11, verse 23 and 24. Notice the connection between the two. He said, assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to, everyone say to. I, every time you read that verse, I want you to focus on the word to for a while. Surely I say unto you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed be thrown into the sea, doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done, he'll have whatever he says. Therefore, everyone say therefore. I say to you, whatever things you ask or whatever things you desire, when you pray, everyone say when you pray. Not after you pray, when you pray. The moment you pray. Everyone say the moment you pray. When you pray, believe you have received them. They'll be yours. 
Amen. And he illustrated it. He gave us the best illustration. In John chapter 11. Best demonstration, I should say. When Lazarus dies. How many know the story? He finds out that Lazarus has died. And he purposely takes his time getting there. And when he arrives to the tomb, Lazarus has been dead for four days. And he says, roll away the stone. And Martha says, Master, Lord, by now he stinks. Four days. And Jesus says to her, did I not say to you, if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. Now notice this. Then he goes on to do something. He lifts his eyes to the heavens. And he says, Father, listen carefully. I thank you. You have heard me. Anytime, if you've studied the subject of prayer to any length, you understand the phrase, God has heard, implies God has answered. Amen. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 even say that. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And Lazarus is still dead in that tomb when he says that. What? That, my friend, is faith. It's done before you see it. The victory is yours before you enter into the battle. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you. You have heard me. Therefore, I say unto you, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe you have received them. And they'll be yours. But then notice what he does. Father, I thank you. You have heard me. And then he looks at that tomb. Lazarus! Now, he did raise his voice. He didn't go, Lazarus, come forward. There needs to be a revolution in the pulpit in America. You know, there was a time, I, I heard this recently, in the 1700s, where people would literally, well, I think this is okay, Victoria, she warned me. She's like, remember, there's children in the room. People would literally pull their pants down and moon the preacher in the 1700s because they were so angry and mocking him. And they would also urinate in his direction. Most preachers today couldn't, they would run. You hurt my feelings. Come on now. Amen. Now, the kind of preacher that's in the pulpit, uh, many pulpits of America today will not, well, they, some of them, they have closed down and they'll never open again. And maybe they need to be closed down and never open again. Amen. 
But anyway, how do I get off on that? Oh yeah, Lazarus. He didn't whisper to Lazarus, come forth. He boldly said, Lazarus, come forth. And he came forth. Prayer faith. Listen, prayer faith is when you pray, you don't just believe God is good. Thank God he is good. How many know God is good? Amen. You don't just believe God is able to do something. Thank God he is able to do something. You And check this out. You don't just believe that God wills to do it. Thank God there's a lot of people who believe that. Jesus told you specifically what to believe. When you pray, the moment you pray, you believe you have received what you desire. And by the time you say amen, which means it is so, so be it. And by then, to you, as far as you're concerned, it's already done. It's done. Everyone say it's done. But then sometimes you just add that little, Lazarus, come forth now. You speak to the mountain, and tell the mountain to move. Can you say amen? I'll close with this story here. This is, I've used this story a lot because it illustrates. I don't need to go back this far. We, we're seeing miracles and healings constantly. But this story, it, it just drives it home. So years ago when Victoria and I moved to um, to Mexico as missionaries with our baby. Uh, shortly after that, I was invited to go preach in a little village called Davisideros, population 1800. Oscar and Griselda, what's her last Vasquez? Oscar and Griselda Vasquez are the pastors there to this day. And uh, <clears throat> preaching in their little church, the gospel of Jesus Christ preaching about the name of Jesus. Healings are taking place. This was, I believe, on a Friday night. After the meeting's over, the pastor says, you know, we have an invitation. There's a lady in bed. She's bedridden. She's asking if you'll come pray tomorrow at 1 o'clock. I said, let's go. Let's do it. So we went there. The pastor, the translator, and myself, we went, and uh, we, we entered in this home. This lady's bedridden. They had gone to the doctor. It was a mysterious disease. They didn't know what was going on. But the pastor later told me that just to lay your hand gently on her body anywhere caused her excruciating pain. Top of the head, soles of the feet. Weak, can't get out of bed. We walk into that room, greet her. I say, miss, are you saved? Are you born again? And she said, no. I said, well, you know, we could pray for you. You'll be healed. You can be healed right now. But it won't help you if you die. Yeah, you understand when people get healed, they're still going to die eventually, right? Amen. That's why we put first things first. The salvation of the soul. Amen. I said, you, you could be healed, and that's great. That's wonderful. But that won't do you any good if you die lost. And go to hell. I said it'd be better to not get, not be healed and 
get born again and die of this sickness and go to heaven than to eventually go to hell. I said, but the good news, everyone say good news. The good news is you don't have to choose between one or the other because when Jesus died on the cross for your sins, he also suffered your diseases. She ended up accepting Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. We laid hands on her in the name of Jesus. And only two times in my life this has ever happened. Once at a camp meeting when the minister was ministering, when he came near my area, the anointing of God began to rise up. I don't know how else to explain it, except it was like a rising river. Right, except it wasn't a flow this way, it was just up. I thought, man, what's going to happen when he gets to me? Then he turned around and walked the other way. Right there, I'm laying hands on that lady. All of a sudden, the anointing began to rise up. It's never happened since. I can't tell you why. We've seen many miracles, many healings, but it happened that day. We believed. Everyone said we believed. We believed we we received. Exactly what we were there for. Then we lifted up our hands and gave God thanks and praise. Thank you, Lord, for her healing. We rejoiced for a bit. Then I said to her, man, you're healed. Come to church tonight. Starts at 630. And she looked at me like wide saucered eyes, put her hand on her back. She said, I'm still in pain. I can't get out of this bed. I said, that's all right. We prayed. It's done. You're healed. You come to the meeting tonight. She gave in a little bit and she said, well, even if I could get over there, I couldn't sit in those benches for that long, of, you know, for a long period of time. There's just no way. It'd be too uncomfortable. I said, it doesn't matter. You're healed. You come. Well, long story short, or a story short even longer, she came to the meeting. Greatly improved. And she stood up and testified and said, I, I don't fully understand this, but when I accepted Jesus Christ, like they prayed for me, and I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, there's this peace in me I cannot comprehend. This joy that I've never had before is right here. And I heard a voice, and that voice said, go to the meeting tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. So here I am. We laid hands on her in Jesus' name. Just continued to thank God for her healing. And we went home. And two days later, she was running up and down the streets of Davisidera, shouting, glory a Dios, I'm healed. Hallelujah. My friend, that is the power of the gospel. My friend, that is normal Christianity. My friend, that can be your experience. Amen. Maybe not dramatic where someone's running down the streets of Erie, Pennsylvania, but wouldn't that be wonderful if it did? You never know. I didn't go to the VC there. I was thinking there's going to be a a woman running up and down the streets. I just went with a passion to, to see the gospel proclaimed. And God did the rest. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Let's, uh, if you would, let's uh, stand to our feet. Hallelujah. We got plenty of time, don't we? There's no football games on today. There's not even a good football team around here, is there? Oh, wait a minute. There is. I'm sorry. Pittsburgh. I love the Steelers. Yeah, that's right. Steelers. That's my team, actually, to be honest with you. 
I have proof. You can go out my car in the in the suitcase. What's in the suitcase? A Steelers hat. Yeah. All right. So, but in all seriousness, if you're here today, if you're here today, let's just if you would close your eyes. If you're here today, and I know most of us are family. But perhaps you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Let me say it like this. God forbid, but if you were to lay your head down tonight to go to sleep, and in the middle of the night your heart stopped beating, and your spirit left your body and left earth, because when you die it will leave earth, will it be with the Lord? where there's eternal peace and joy forever? Or would it go down into hell? You don't need to guess about it. You can know that you know on solid ground, a solid foundation of this new covenant, that when you die, you can say with Paul, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. If you don't know that and you want to know that, Lift up your hand. Anybody here like that? I know we're mostly family, but perhaps there's somebody here. Is that a hand? Lift up your hand up high. Or let's say you have been born again, but right now you're just not walking with God. You've walked away. I'm not talking about you made a mistake on the way to church. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about You've walked away. There's something between you and the Lord. And you don't have fellowship with him. And you want to make things right. Anybody here like that? Lift up your hand. You can get it taken care of. You can leave with the peace and joy of God. All right. Praise God. How many say I need healing in my body? All right. Praise God. This is what we're going to do for the sake of time. And this is what we do overseas. You know, we, we encourage you right now to put your hand. Jesus said, what did Jesus say? These signs will accompany those who believe. How many believers do we have here today? Amen. We're believers, right? Amen. I like to say it like this. Fish swim. Birds fly. Dogs bark. Cats meow. Believers believe. Amen. Believers believe. It's your nature to believe. Say, I'm a believer. believer. Amen. Jesus said, these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Well, today you can lay your hand on yourself and recover. Just make sure that later on you're also laying hands on people who are sick. Amen. Because it's about taking the gospel to people. But right now, I want to encourage you to put your hand on your body that's sick. I'm going to pray one prayer from here. But I'm encouraging you right now to do exactly what we just taught you. The moment we pray. When I am praying, you are praying. And you are claiming your covenant right and you believe, you take your healing now. And you call it done. You thank God for it, 
And if you feel so inclined, you speak to your body and you command it. Speak to your body and watch the glory of God work in you. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we are very thankful for this covenant. We are thankful for the blood that was shed on our behalf. We are so thankful that you didn't leave us out. You didn't just leave us to ourselves to die and perish in our sins and die in our diseases. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. We thank you for miracle life pulsating through everyone's body, even right now, in Jesus' name. I ask you to stretch forth your hand and touch every single person here, from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. May the life, your miracle life, flow through their bodies right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it. We believe we have received healing right now. I thank you that pain leaves now. In the name of Jesus Christ, every kind of pain, go in Jesus' name. Every kind of discomfort, go in Jesus' name. Every kind of debilitating condition, go in the name of Jesus Christ. Every demon of disease, we charge you in the name of Jesus Christ, leave the people. Lord, we thank you for it. We count it all done. We're thankful. We're, we're just thankful. Hallelujah. We're thankful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Lift up your hands to heaven and thank him for it right now. Thank Him for it before you see it, before you feel it, before you experience it. Thank Him that you're healed, that He has heard our prayer, that it's yours now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen, amen, amen. Now, if there was something you could not do before, do it now. If you had a bad shoulder, start moving that shoulder all around in Jesus' name. If you had a bad leg, start moving that leg right now. If you had a hearing issue, take out the hearing aid and listen with that ear in the name of Jesus Christ. If there was a, an eye issue, look with that eye. Whatever it is, do it. You know what you couldn't do before. Amen. Do it now in Jesus' name. Lift up your hands and give Him thanks. Hallelujah. Thank Him for it. Thank Him. Thank Him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know by experience there's always a back issue somewhere. Someone should be touching their toes right now. Amen. Faith has corresponding action. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Can you lift your hands again and thank Him for it? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. 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 If there's anybody here... Now, listen. Some miracles are instant. Some are gradual. 
Is there anybody here you know you've already experienced some kind of change in your body? God bless you, sir. Amen. Anybody else? Bless you, man. Bless you, sir. Wonderful. Bless you. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? God's, now it doesn't matter because you have his word, right? It's more sure than anything. Amen. God is healing people. Amen. God is good. Lord, we thank you. We bless this congregation. We thank you for this pastor. This pastoral couple, we bless them. We bless these people, Lord. We thank you. You're meeting their needs. They're blessed. This is the best year yet. Amen. Amen. You need to have this attitude. Tomorrow is Miraculous Monday. Amen. Tuesday is what? Tremendous Tuesday. In our our world, it's Taco Tuesday, which is tremendous. Amen. Wednesday is Wonderful Wednesday. What's Thursday? Thrilling Thursday, amen. Friday's fabulous Friday. We're looking for the the supernatural. We're looking for miracles. We're looking for provision, surprises, the leading of God. Amen. That's our life. We're not just going to barely get by till next Sunday. Amen. We're thriving. And people are coming to church next week because of you. Amen. You're going to bring people. Amen. All right. I've gone long enough. Amen. God bless you all. Love you. Amen. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. Man, that was amazing. We love you guys. It was so great to get to know you guys this, this past couple days. Uh, if you want to bless them uh, above and beyond your tithes and offerings, there's offering envelopes in the back of your seats uh, right there. You can just write it out and write guest speaker. There's a line there. If you put it on guest speaker and slip it into that box on the way out to the left hand of the door, we'll make sure that they get, uh, get that. And, you know, of course, we do support them every month, but this is above and beyond that support. Uh, we want to just bless them tremendously uh, above and beyond. If you're interested in their newsletter. Don't forget it's on the back table. You can sign up there uh, for the newsletter. So let me just say this benediction over you guys. Youth will see you tonight. Also, Luciano uh, group tonight. I want to say this to you guys at a second, uh, Peter. Grace and peace. Just receive this. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Thank you, Father, which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, Father. So we thank you for that. Lord, we just praise you this week. Lord, we pray a blessing over Mark and Victoria, over their ministry, Global Impact Ministries. Father, give them favor on their trip as they leave on June 24th. Father, and as they have that amazing uh, time on July 3rd, Lord, remember to put that, just put that on our hearts that we pray for them during that time. We just thank you for their ministry. It was a blessing to us today. Bless them as they go. Bless us all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You are dismissed.